Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job to defenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. 
Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. And I love those fight songs. So we were on our pre-roll to the program here over at uh, tclub.team, a website where Orange Storage's got some great stuff for you today. News breaking out, we're breaking in, you know. But um, let's start here. On a Monday, we were just listening to some of that fight song stuff. I, I love <sighs> talking to Orange Throat this morning. We were laughing. Football is a game built on spite. And it's also a game built on politics. And if you understand that, you understand college football. If I was trying to explain college football to somebody that's not from this planet, I'd say the thing that makes this sport different is that it's built on politics and it's built on spite. For instance, if you think for five seconds that that Big 12 doesn't want to see Oklahoma cancel Texas out in that championship game coming up, you won't see some officiating. You wait. Tony, why would that league do that? Then they would not. But it would be about no, 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 no. The want for spite and having neither of those teams going to the playoff is much greater than the want for money. I believe that. And Eli drink a fifth. I give the guy some credit. Okay? I give the guy some credit as I thank everybody involved. Everybody involved. Everybody involved for helping us so much, so much with our tailgate for the kids. Such a wonderful, great thing. Bino, it was good seeing you. We had a we had a team photo that we posed for there. Elia Drinkowitz said the following after the game. He called on reporters after his game. Now, his guys had a real chance to win the Georgia game. We'll bring Bino and, and uh, Brian in here, but I want to just talk about this real quick because I want to get Bino's thoughts on it because Bino took me under wings several years ago, and people were saying, well, you guys are conspiracy theorists and you're morons. And Okay, fine. I give Drink Fifth a lot of credit, and Joshy Boy came up with that nickname. 
So kudos to him. He says the thing about our league is that there's, and Joshy Boy is an incredible, incredible force in nature. The thing about our league, he, he says, is that there's really not an explanation And then there's no explanation to y'all from them. So, I mean, you can ask me all you want, but I really can't say anything. But the better question is to ask them. Because I thought it's, whether it's not conclusive evidence, I can't see any conclusive evidence where the ball is. But apparently in Birmingham they found conclusive evidence, so I don't know. I guess you have to write a letter to somebody there and see if they'll answer it. So basically, Drinkwitz goes on to say, the ball goes out of bounds, it should be a dead clock. I mean, I don't know what else to ask. The ball goes out of bounds, it should be a dead clock, yet they wind it. No explanation to anybody about it. So, I mean, I, I don't know. They always come over there. It doesn't matter now. He stopped himself and complaining. Basically told the media, it's time for you guys to start asking questions about officiating. I want our guy to do that. I've wanted our guy to do that. I know people don't agree with me on that. I think it's ironic that the guy, this guy coaches at Tony Vols alma mater, and he's operating like Tony Vols right now. And he's playing chess with us. Because they're going to play us uh, Saturday. And I'm going to tell you something. The hedge of protection isn't on the Vols like it's on Alabama and Georgia. And that concerns me. The hedge of protection, some of you are going to say, well, it's going to backfire on him. I wouldn't be so sure about that. The hedge of protection, and Bino Jeff Henderson, great Monday to you. How about Eliah Drinka Witzfifth? coming out and breaking it down scientifically for all to see. Well, I certainly don't think that hurts, Tony. Um, you know, I, I I don't think it'll ever get you any calls uh, in Tuscaloosa. Um, likely won't get you any calls in Athens. Uh, but it might get you a couple Saturday afternoon. We'll see. I've been calling on our guy to do this. And I think you agree with it, right? You'd like to see him come out. Look, if you feel like your guys are being held all day, go to a press conference and say it. You're making $12 million. You can pay your fine. Say it. Don't beat your thumbs on the ground, on the table. Say to the media, hey, guys, how about calling down there and asking them this instead of me? I love that. I'm for that. I stand for that. It's the truth. It is the truth. They had a key series the other day. started on the four-yard line, Beanstar. Just magical, magical, mysterious things that they always try to line up for these uh, for these regal teams, Beanstar. Now, granted, Missouri, uh, Missouri had a real chance to win that game. I'm, did you guys, Beano, did you see any of the game? Because they had a real chance to win. Uh, yes, I, I watched. I watched the majority of it, Tony, and I was uh, uh, I was impressed with their performance. Uh, 
I thought that if they, uh, if Georgia was focused, uh, that they would uh, uh, they would beat them by more than two touchdowns. Um, but Georgia was focused, and Missouri was in the game pretty much to the very end. The throat told me today, kind of like you, Bino. He said Tennessee will not have the hedge of protection on them in this deal the way a Georgia or an Alabama will. He thinks it's going to pay dividends for him, him setting the table. This is a big game for him. He beats Tennessee in this spot, a Tennessee team that's got a lot of credibility. This isn't beating Tennessee seven or eight years ago. This is Tennessee ascending, playing very well, with a lot of credibility here. Uh, it's just a huge game for both teams, Tony. The uh, the winner of this one is, in all likelihood, uh, their fan base is going to uh, is going to believe that uh, they've had uh, a, a really good season. And then we have a man coming off a bye. By the way, Bino, your thoughts on that little midget quarterback from? Um, the Carolina Panthers, Blair's Carolina Panthers, Big Blair's Carolina Panthers. Your thoughts on him, Bino? Well, <clears throat> uh, I loved watching him play in college. Yep. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I just believe he's too small to play in the NFL. Um, and I think Frank Reich is a, is a really, really good man. Uh I don't think he's a very good head football coach in the NFL. And I'm not sure he's the right guy for Young to blossom under if if he can blossom at all. Shout out Josh Dobbs. The clips of his club with the Vikings hoisting him on their shoulders in that locker room after his coach gives him the game ball for everything that guy's been through. He's been an absolute vagabond in the NFL now, a well-paid one. The account is, according to the Vikings, I don't know if you guys saw this, but their left guard said that they went over the cadences on the sidelines. Dobbs basically got cleared and got there with him and got the and and got there over the weekend basically after being traded late in the week middle of the week and i mean is this true they didn't even practice together he he got a couple snaps in on the sidelines from the center before the game they went over the cadences right before they went out i mean huh and then they went out and beat Atlanta in Atlanta, like uh, Bino, like a uh, like a Disney movie almost. Yeah, it's just crazy, Tony. Said he really did. He didn't. He didn't take any snaps. He didn't throw any passes to anyone during the week. Uh, he didn't really know the plays. He didn't know the cadences. He didn't know the his teammates' names. Pretty much, he said that's all for next week. <laughs> Now, are we to believe that? Do you believe that? I don't know, uh, but uh, I, 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 I like it. I, I choose to believe it. His One of his offensive linemen 
told the media as he was telling the media that, hey, we we didn't even know this guy. Like literally right before we went out there, we went over the cadences on the sideline before the game. Now, if you're an Atlanta Falcon fan, and I know their quarterback got hurt and they're playing with Taylor Heineke and this, that, and the other. I mean, good night almighty. What in the world? Brian Hartman, I hope you had a good uh, last day and a half. Your Jags were off yesterday. Caduce to you on the victory. That's a, uh, that used to be the only time they could win a game is during a bye week, but now that's, things have changed. And then we've got... They're no longer an underdog to bye week. No longer an underdog to the bye week. They got a dub. My Eagles have the off week now. They really need it. They're all beat up. Did either one of you see the Eagle-Cowboy Classic yesterday? That was a classic NFC football game right there. Old school. I got to see uh, most of the fourth quarter, Tony, and that was some kind of escape uh, for the Eagles. Game looked like they had in hand and then looked like they were going to lose and able to hang on. One thing about Dak Prescott when you're watching that thing live is you know he's going to do Dak Prescott things, being star. And he sure did. One thing about it. But you're right, Bino. The, the Eagles, for the Eagles to have that gaudy record, if I'm an NFC fan of another team, Seahawks, for instance, uh, uh, not the Cowboys because they're they suck. Uh, 49ers, for instance. Uh, give me somebody else that could be like legitimately a threat. Anybody in the NFC South? I'm missing here. Not the Saints. Uh, well, either one of the Lions, teams, the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions who really haven't played in a playoff game in forever, so you can almost eliminate them because there's you you all, you got to go and pay your dues a little bit in the postseason, I think. But we'll see. Lions are really good. The Eagles are a flawed, a flawed seven and one. I mean, they're they are. I don't know what to say about them, but that's the NFL. A lot of flawed teams out there. So, uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Thoughts on the UConn game. Bino, Joe Milton remains on a heater, my friend. He remains on a, like an all-time heater here. He is really going well. Yes, he is, Tony. For uh, the last three games, he's, he's played really solid football. Um, and, uh, you know, on Saturday, they... Uh, wisely decided that uh, they didn't want him to use his legs a whole lot, uh, which is a smart thing. Uh, and he was uh, he, he was able to perform at a really high level without that being a part of it. So uh, I'm, uh, I'm happy for Joe and uh, glad that uh, the offense is playing better. Um, thought it was a, just about a perfect homecoming. Weather was beautiful. Uh, Machi Tailgate was another huge success. Thanks to you, Tony, and the Machi and all of the supporting sponsors. And uh, But the ball's performance uh, and the outcome of the game were what you hope to see versus an outmanned opponent. The regulars went in, took care of business early, and 
handed it over to reserves who really got their first opportunity to have any extended uh, period of play. Uh, Tennessee won the game as they should have um, in convincing fashion. And uh, the only the only drawback to me at all, and, and it's a minor one just from a fan standpoint, I, I would have liked to have seen Nico play one more series. Um, you know, I understand. It wasn't their fault that they didn't get him in there right off the bat because we scored two defensive touchdowns and kind of delayed his and took a couple of series away from him. But uh, and I understand Gaston Moore and Navy Shooter practice and need to have an opportunity to go out there and play some as well. Be rewarded with that. But thought they could have given Nico one more series and still gotten Gaston and uh, and Navy an opportunity to to play in front of a homecoming crowd. So. Uh, just an all-around good day. Came out of it, uh, I think, injury-free. Uh, and that's what you want to do. Put it on an outmanned opponent and make sure no one uh, gets injured during the process. Handling of Nico if remains saw, curious. It remains curious. Go ahead, Brian. Yeah, if you saw Heath Schuler standing on the sideline watching his son play, I think that was worth it, that image, to see Navy get in the game. Absolutely. I like that. Beautiful thing. But the handling of Nico remains curious. I'll tell you this. That guy's going to be a not good. That guy's going to be a great player. Okay? A great player. He's got that it thing about him now. He's got the it deal. Obviously, he's going to have to learn, and you've got to make the right decisions, and two or three plays decide these games, and you got to surround them with some players. So I'll tell you what, what USC and what um, LSU have done is a complete waste of food. To have those two great quarterbacks on those teams with zero defense is an abomination to sports. What is Brian Kelly, what are they doing? How can they be that bad on defense? And for that guy that was on Fulmer, F-O-O-L-M-E-R, shortlist uh, being star, Coach Grinch, Coach French, as we call him in these parts, Yeah, you're you're right, Tony. It's just... Absolute no excuse um, for LSU and USC uh, to field just putrid defensive teams. That makes no sense uh, when you're recruiting California and Louisiana. Hello. And pretty getting who you want. Hello. Uh, how do you not have players on that side of the ball? It makes zero sense. Bino, two years in a row. They didn't like this snuck up on them. USC yeah. couldn't defend last year. And they've got a generational quarterback. And the kid at LSU is really good. And by the way, while we're on the subject of officiating, how about how about that non-targeting call in that spot, Bino, when they scrambled Jaden Daniels' brains? scrambled his brains on the field and did it on purpose, launched on him and did it on purpose. You mean to tell me 
all the stuff we've seen called down through the years, you can't throw that guy out of a football game. He launched at him. Launched at him. You don't think Brian Kelly learned a few things about their place in this league? Well, I mean, it's hard to throw a guy out when you don't even review it. I mean, that, that didn't even look at it. How can you not even look at it? Dallas Turner's done that twice now. He's operating with impunity. That guy's a dirty player, man. I'm sorry. I'm calling it what it is. He launched on him, Bino. Launched. That is the exact thing that's going to make football extinct if you don't get it out of the game. He left both feet and then smothered him and smashed him. And that poor kid tried to get up, and he didn't know where he was. I guess that's one way to win a game. Go out there and take that dude out. Are we just doing that because we're homers? You know? No, no. I, I mean, that, that's... Uh, you know, Tony... I, and, and I know there's a lot of jealousy of Alabama out there, naturally, yep. because it's won so much for so long. Yep. Uh, but uh, the history of this league has been uh, that they get uh, they get the large percentage uh, of a fish, a questionable officiating goes their way. Bino, I, I don't, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying anybody's out there intentionally doing it. Uh, I, I, I just think they've been so good for so long uh, that they're not scrutinized the way other teams in this league are. He Especially left his suspension. He yeah, left his feet. Absolutely, Brian. Like the next week? You should get suspended. He left his feet. I mean, Jack Tatum thought that was a nasty hit. Are you kidding? Helmet to helmet. I mean, what? What? I saw some things going on. Some people were going, well, you know, it really wasn't as bad as it looked. It wasn't as bad as it looked. What are you talking about? Well, I mean, he went, he launched, he went with a crown of his helmet. Up underneath the guy's chin. Landed on him, and Bino. And then made sure... Into the dirt. Exactly. And then made sure he didn't do the deal where they peel off these guys and they fall separately. He took the weight of his body down to that guy's uh, down to that guy's brains and scrambled him on the ground. Yeah. No place in society or sport for that, in my opinion. And I don't know how. Or why Brian Kelly, after the game, doesn't say something about it. These guys, man, I'm telling you, the, the league's got these guys afraid of a little fine. I give Drinkowitz a lot of credit. I really do. Hey, man, you know, there's different teams in this league other than uh, Georgia and Alabama. And by the way, and then we'll go to the phones, I tried to warn you. People picking LSU last week tried to warn you. 
tried to warn you. You have got to be able to play some defense if you're going to win a game like that it Alabama looked, game. It looked good until the third quarter. Brian, when you give up the big play the way they give up the big play, you're not beating a team like Alabama. You're just not. Because that yeah, number one guy know. is a human big play, Bri. He's a human big play. I uh, envision an offense coordinated by Brian Ferentz and a defense coordinated by Alex Grinch. That's a really good riddle. Same team. That's a good riddle, Bri. What would it look like? No, how about if they faced each other? Ferentz and Grinch. Grinch and French. Missed on Ferentz. Do what, Bri? Do what? We have fun missed on Ferentz. Poor Fulmer. Poor guy. You know, that should be a bowl game. You should put Iowa, in, and, and hopefully they can get Iowa-USC and get that offense and that defense together. Presented by Jolt Cola, No Doze, and some stuff out there Sammy's way. Let's come back on the other side. Because you would need the Jolt Cola and the No Doze to stay awake, but you need something out there in Sammy in Colorado's way. And by the way, Deion Sanders... How did demoting Sean Lewis, one of the great offensive minds in uh, college football, for some NFL retread, Shermer, how'd that work out for you? Give me a break. But the spite of college football makes it a great sport. The spite, the spite, the spite. And the fact that this Stallions guy got asked a question also makes it a great sport, but... The spite is real. The struggle is real. Your phone calls up right after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie, and you're listening to 101.7 FM WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. 
around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. The generations that have paved the way for us deserve respect, integrity, and compassion. This is Kelly Dobson, owner of Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. My grandmother and mother started this business in 2005, and I was honored to take over in 2012. Licensed and insured, we help our aging community stay in the comfort of their own homes. Online at caringheartshomehealthcarellc.com, by phone 931-381-5470, or in person at 1121 Trawood Avenue here in Columbia. That's Caring Hearts Home Healthcare. Hey gang, Carl Wayne Meekins here. I want you guys to come out and see us live on Veterans Day, 11-11-23, 7 p.m. Guitar and Cadillac Hall that sits right on top of Puckett's in Columbia, Tennessee. Got a huge lineup for you. We've got Troy Kemp, Katrina Burgoyne, myself and my band, and then the legend Jimmy Wayne's going to come in for a few songs. Going to be a big night in Columbia, and Columbia ain't going to be the same. Okay, so get your tickets at eventbrite.com, Guitar and Cadillacs, Carl Wayne Meekins. We'll see you there. Welcome back, everybody. It is time to talk to our favorite grocer, fresh off a great vacation, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. What we got today at uh, Foodland? Well, this week we have ground chuck for three forty nine a pound, ribeye steak six ninety nine a pound, sweet potatoes sixty nine cents a pound, green cabbage seventy nine cents a pound, food club vegetable oil three forty nine, and Coke six packs three for twelve. All right, some good deals as always, and uh, thank you as always for sharing that with us and people need to come in and take advantage of those great savings once again you're located at uh, on west 7th street right there by the post office open seven days a week you're open 7 a.m till 9 p.m people need to come in and check out and uh, you got a great staff as always i appreciate them and uh, miles you have a great week so we'll talk to you next week buddy all righty thank you thank you once again that was miles johnson from foodland go check them out they got some great great specials there Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Back to Back to bees. Bees. So beautiful on a, on a 
Monday race fans, race fans, race. Used to love it when racing mattered. Um, Brian Hartman's got an interesting number, and then we'll go to the phones. Josh Heupel owns, and I mean he owns this coach, Lock, Stock, and Bourbon Barrel. Since we call him Eli, drink a fifth. Go ahead uh, there. Um, well, I actually, uh, Jeremy Pruitt owned him that first year, but against Tennessee, drink a fifth has been outscored 163 to 60 on an average of 54 to 20 each game. 163 to what? 163-60 for drink a fifth against Tennessee. All losses, of course. Woo! Been outscored 54 to 20 average score each game. Go, now, now 34 just, point average margin of victory for now, the balls. Now just do Hypel. What's that number come out to? I bet it's higher. Because that one year, it's, two years uh, ago, that, that's when really the Hypel era was born. And that's where the Hendon Hooker mania being star became real. That was the game where Tennessee had a couple plays where you couldn't find a defender in the picture. Well, was- 28 to 48. <laughs> Tennessee's outscored them under Hypel. That's a 40 point margin of victory average. But 66 and 62 on them, right, Brian? Is that correct? Yes, that's uh, 8, 128, and they scored 24 each year, 128 to 48. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm a, I'm mine. Why do, why do I have some fear of this game, Bino? I, I tell oh. you what impressed me about Missouri was how physical they were with Georgia. I was impressed with that. They they took Georgia's best punch and were given punches there. You knew they were going to lose. They were going to do losing things, and they weren't going to get that whistle. But I was really impressed with how physical they were. It was shocking to me. Yeah, I mean, this is um, – you, you should be concerned, Tony. This Missouri has the best football team. They've much better than they were the last two years. Um, and uh, – you know, I, I think Drinkwitz probably uh, has had this game circled. You know, I think he felt like that we ran the score up on him last year. Uh-huh. Uh, sure, he's had this game circled for a long time. Those those two sixty burgers we put on them, uh, they're they're not just going to forget those. And they've got the type of team that uh, that can beat us this year, which they haven't had uh, the two years prior. What did you make of Jim Mora being upset with Heupel after the game, Bino, and shirking him on the handshake, doing the blow-by, the drive-by handshake? I I really didn't think there was any reason for that, Tony. Uh, I mean, three of the scores were defensive scores. And, uh, yeah, he, he, let, uh, he let Nico play, uh, and he let Gaston Moore throw the football after the outcome was, was long gone, but... He played those guys, uh, and I think that those guys should be allowed to throw the football. Heupel has no mercy, though. Yeah. A frustration over the entire season. You know, he did a great job yep. there last year. Yep. Took was probably the what was the worst program in Division One. took them to a bowl game, and I'm sure they felt like they were going to kind of build on that momentum a little bit this year, and it just hasn't, it hasn't worked out. To the TLD Logistics Hotline we go. First call, welcome in. Appreciate you hanging. Welcome in. Hello? 
I hear you there. You said what? It's Charlie. Hey, Charlie, great to hear your voice on this Monday, brother. Oh, uh, I tell you, uh, right now, I guess it's just because I'm filled with hate, but, uh, Alabama and Nick Saban, yep. I hadn't really gave them credit for what they did until after we was able to beat them last year. And uh, I, I don't know why, but after we beat them, I've kind of been able to to watch Alabama and uh, appreciate, you know what I mean, the job Nick Saban uh, has done. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like you said in the blog, that's a 9-3 and three football team all day long. And somehow here we are in, in November, and they have one loss. That's just—that's just a heck of a job coaching, in my book. And to me, to me, he's hands down the coach of the year in the league. I know Lane Kiffin's going to. Lane Kiffin might get the award if they beat. Uh, if they turn around and beat uh, Georgia this weekend. But he, Bino, that's a nine and three football team with a terrible offensive line that he's going to get to Atlanta with, Bean Star. Yeah, I mean he's just an outstanding football coach and program builder. That's you know you just have to swallow hard and and say that there's there's no question about it. And and Milro started out this season as about. Uh, seven and five starting quarterback and now he's as good as we have in the league he's he's as lethal a weapon as we have in the league i i hate to say it but but that's uh i'm with y'all that's coach of the year and uh while i'm praising coaches on here uh joe milton i felt like has has been in this uh, offense since Heifel came in, and uh, you know through the Austin P game, I'm you know I, I'm like you, Tony. I'm like I got to see it, believe it. You know when when is our coach finally going to give up on this guy? And uh, now maybe it's orange colored glasses, but I think other than Milrow. The, the number two quarterback as far as improvement as the years gone by has, has been has been Milton. Yeah, and there was I a mean, I, and there was a long way to go, but you're right. He has improved. The question is, do they trust him and are they gonna trust him at Missouri and how much should they trust him at Missouri? Because that's gonna be really interesting. Well another thing I think him I think them making him run to get him kind of in the flow of the ball game, I think that's helped a bunch. And I wonder if they still try to force him into running or if they kind of back off that now. You know what I'm saying? Bino, what do you think? Running, we're going to break this thing down scientifically all week. If you're going to hurt Missouri, Tennessee's going to really hurt them with their running game, I think. 
And Milton's uh, going to be a part of that. that. I think that Joe Milton is going to be a huge part of our running game uh, in both uh, the Missouri game uh, and um, and Georgia. Um, I, you know, I don't think they'll need for him to be and probably won't risk him being against Vanderbilt just like they did against UConn. Ford it, Charlie. I'm with Bino, and I'm Ford it. Yeah, I don't I, – I feel like them making him run is, is what's going to help him turn the corner. Uh, but but I'm kind of like y'all. I wouldn't uh, – I don't believe I'd mess with the formula. Uh, and those uh, – having the three running backs, and sometimes I get aggravated because – because I'll look, and the running back will be signaling, you know, I need a blow. I, I need to come out yep. and, and catch my win. Yep. And, and and they can just forget it, you know. Is, is if we're moving the chains, Heifel's not going to not gonna break that uh, momentum and speed of offense to get another guy in there. But, uh, man, being able to, uh, after scores or after a quarter change, to, to bring in another running back, and uh, I tell you what, I've got it's kind of different than the than the than the Jerome Bettis pounding the ball down her throat and, and watching these two yard runs by the fourth quarter turn into to five and six yard runs. Uh, that's kind of what I got used to, but but now it's kind of the kind of the same thing, different way to go about it. But whenever we put in Sampson in the fourth quarter, and those guys, it's just uh, it it almost doesn't seem fair. Like that Kentucky defense, uh, they was not prepared for a running back of that caliber to be fresh after they had played uh, three uh, hard nosed quarters, and then have to try to stop that guy telling you our three-headed monster at quarter at, uh, at running back is almost unfair and then you throw milton into that mix boy i'd love to have another crack at florida right now i'll tell you that because my my call oh. the caller florida crisis hotline is open as it is that poor guy would be under the table right yeah. now if we would have had a full compliment if that Florida I, game, would be I can hear the fear in Florida's voice right now. Come on, Brian. If that Florida game <laughs> would have been would be played in I November, fear on your voice, Florida. And I have fear in Florida's voice next year because Nico looks like uh, oh. he might be the real deal. Charlie, how They're exciting be- was it to see, even for a brief period of time, to see him slide along the line there, keep his foot back behind that line, and keep looking downfield and fire that ball, fire it, Charlie. Hey, I, I, I'll tell you what I like about it, and, I, and I'm no football coach, so I can't really explain it, but it seemed to me that the Josh Hypo offense runs uh, runs a little smoother. Whatever skill set he's got compared to Milton, you know what I mean? It seems to run a lot smoother with Nico's skill. Now, I'm not, now I, I'm not talking about I know he's a freshman, mistakes can be made, and pressure, and this, that, and the other. But I'm just talking about skill set and our offense. It looks like it runs a lot smoother with his skill set than some of the other quarterbacks we got. And, and, and He and, is going to be 
an awesome player here. I am so excited to watch him play here. He is going to be insane how good he's going to be. If they can put a decent line around him. He needs a decent line around him, and he's going to be insane. Whenever he took off on that first run where he wasn't, there wasn't that much pressure getting to him, he hadn't, you know, the the clocking, you know, he hadn't been, the ball hadn't been snapped but a few seconds, and he looked, and there was 20 yards to be had, and he just touched it and go, and it just split decision like that. I, I, that's one thing I've missed about about uh, this offense compared to last year. Yep. Is uh, man, it's just uh, mm-hmm. hard to stop. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and this gun Florida it, <sighs> losing to Florida. The problem with that is it's like taking two losses to Florida. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The Saturday night, whenever we got beat, I took a loss. And then, and then watching that deal yesterday, I mean Saturday with them, I feel like I've got beat by them again because this, that Florida team is, is slow, trash, whatever you want to call it. And uh, if we could play them later in the season, I'd like to know what our record against them would be. Down through the years, Fulmer was absolutely right about that. His administration would not listen to him. The SEC would not listen to him. Coach French wouldn't listen to him. Nobody would listen to him. He was right. That Florida game belonged to the back of that schedule, but we had to protect all those years, Florida and Florida State. Charlie, I don't understand that. Never have. I don't either. Will it change with the with the new teams coming in and going to the pod system? I don't know. I don't know if they we're going to go to a pot system. Year, I don't know how that whole thing – I don't know how the scheduling is going to shake out, who's played where and when and how and why and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't believe Tennessee will play Florida on that annual basis. Uh, um, Thank goodness. Whether it's uh, eight or a nine-game schedule. Now, can you make my toe fungus go away? <laughs> You know, those are two uh, irritants. Speaking of Milton and Milrow. I'm talking about the stuff in your I toenails, Charlie. How do you get rid of that? Charlie, hang on, hang on one sec, Brian. When you get that toenail fungus down your toenails, how do you get rid of that on the farms? Is there something you guys have that we, the rest of us don't know about? <laughs> I don't know, Charlie. I'll, sh- I'll send you some photos later, Charlie. No, it's all right. No, I'm going to send you some right. photos. In fact, should I tweet them out, Bino? Think I can come up with some good cure-alls out there with the Twidiots? Charlie's got an axe down there to take care of it. Good night, Bean. Don't say something like that. God, you just made me and a wince. Chainsaw. Good, Brian. You were saying um, about Oklahoma and Texas. I'd like to see Milrow. If, if Alabama got to play Texas again, how would that go? Right now. I don't know. I'm not trying to. I don't want Alabama to win. I, I like that loss. Well, um,. I wish Lane Kiffin was capable of winning games like that, Brian, because if Lane Kiffin was capable of winning games like that, they'd have beaten him. We should have beaten him. It's very frustrating. Very fr- and I don't, I don't hold it against us because we, we don't have enough team. It kind of is what it is. You know, um, tonight, the first game of the year, basketball, Tennessee's a 26-point favorite over oh, Tennessee Tech. Oh, yes, I think. Charlie. Right? Charlie. 
Garza Law, Basketball Overtime. I'll be in the studio tonight breaking it down scientifically after a win. Give us a call. Those of you that are heading over, we will super serve this fan base. Well, well, my guy, who he told me this year, yep. this, and he, he hadn't done it every year like some people accuse you of, Tony, but, but my guy told me, that this year's team Matt Dixon. is absolutely loaded, and not only loaded with talent, but loaded with talented players. Evidently, Rick Barnes kind of gets along with, which seems odd. I'm waiting on somebody to end up in his doghouse. But uh, but he really he really likes his team and thinks that it is is finally set up for a, for a run. Now, now I know better than that. I'm going to watch the regular season and enjoy it, and switch over to baseball. But, uh, but for the basketball people out there, they might. I believe they got a team that's set up to deliver, and I would not. I I'm not going to miss Say it, Charlie. Basketball team. No, sir. Because by the time, by the time the Vols get to Phoenix. We'll be in the throes of baseball season, but Charlie's eyes are going to be right there on the man, the artist formerly known as Rich Bruins, will shut up all the haters once and for all. They call him Rich Bruins now. They laugh at him, smile, tell jokes. Sometimes when I go to the movies, maybe to the park. What was that song, Bino, the Chai Lights did, where he said, I, they said, tell a few jokes. I'm mixing songs up here, Bino, in my brain. It's not good for me. Have you seen her? What was it? What was it Charlie Light's song? Have you seen her? Charlie, I want to know right now, you're going to put your heart and your hat in the ring and believe your friend and believe Tony Basilio that this could be the year when our Moses takes us right to that promised land that Ray Mears saw all those years ago, some 50 years later? Uh, no. <laughs> well, Charlie, you're out of here. Vino, and there's a line available for you at 865-200-5402. Vino, do you believe... I believe by the time I get to Phoenix, is absolutely a fantastic song. It's not what I asked you. 865-200-5402. It's a top four Glenn Campbell song. What else? Probably number right behind Jim. You know, one of the other top four. Gentle on my mind. Gentle on my mind. An incredible song. Oh my gosh. Galveston and uh, Wichita Lyman's insane. Because he's still on that line. I hear you whistling through that wire. That's the Glenn Campbell. That's the Glenn Campbell playoffs right there. The best four. Uh, My dad absolutely loved Glenn Campbell. Oh my gosh. Still today. Hear him singing or whistling. She'll just hear that phone keep on ringing off the wall. That's all. Such a beautiful thing, Bino. Shake us down memory lane, but I'm talking about the here and the now. And you won't let your sports heart go there. 
just like you guys told me that whole year, your Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl, but you wouldn't, I wouldn't see the forest for the trees. And y'all won't let your brains go there because you've been burned so many times. You don't know nothing else. You've been kicked so many times. As Kelly Keegy once said, you don't know nothing else. I wish you'd let him, I wish you'd open the door and let him in. Let him in, as John Travolta once said. Or open the door and let her in, as or let him in, Paul McCartney once said. I'll, I'll say that we put another postage stamp on that Elite Eight pattern. Well, that's really great. There's a ribbon in the sky, Bino, for your love for Rick Barnes. Tonight as basketball season begins, Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime tonight. When the festivities come to a close. That lineup, Tennessee's going to throw on the floor. When this when this fan base gets a load of, because they haven't seen him yet, Brian. Only the hardcores have seen Dalton Kinnick. He's like a whisper right now in this fan base. Well, y'all telling you, as Matt says, the casuals, when you see this guy, you're going to freak. Tony, I got an important question here. All right. I got to know how to set my college fantasy lineup. Is Bescovy playing tonight? Feedback. You know what? You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to answer that right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee. WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. 
She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hey Columbia, this is Sabian Beard with the Columbia Noon Rotary Club with some information and an invitation for you. If you don't already know about Rotary, it's an organization over 100 years old that focuses on service in the community, service through vocation, and service to the next generation. Many of our community figureheads participate in the local Rotary Clubs, and we need your help. Our main fundraiser for our service projects is the legendary Pancake Day, held on Saturday, November 11th from 6 to 4. Tickets are $10 for one or $25 for three, and may be purchased at the door or from any Noon Rotary member. Help us continue to serve your community and enjoy a splendid breakfast with your neighbors. See you there. This is Trey Adcock with Dixie Equipment Sales and Rental. We sell ASV and Wacker Noisen equipment. We also rent a wide variety of compact equipment in the Middle Tennessee area. Come see us. We are located in Columbia, Tennessee at 200 East 16th Street. You can call us at 615-969-0118 or visit our website at www.dixiediesel.com. We have been in business for over 42 years and we would love to help you turn your project into reality. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Pumped to go back to our TLD logistics uh, phone lines because you never know what awaits there. I will say this. I was digging in the Beano's question. I was digging in the Beano's question about Vesco. Vesco returned on Thursday, so he will be. Part of the action. I expect him to start tonight. Also, ZZ Stop has put out on social media that he will play in tonight's game. Brian, when did ZZ Stop get hurt? What was the exact date? Uh, can we look that up? The exact day of the injury? Let's see this. I'm going to look this up. It was up. like the 28th of, Ar- of uh, February against How Arkansas. Do you remember that. Wow. I think. I think it was the last day of February, I think. All right. So Zizi's back playing major college basketball in seven months. That's 
I can't imagine how hard he worked to do that. Seven months. It was the final day of February in his sophomore season. Seven months. That seems impossible. Impossible. For a guy who suffered a season-ending injury February 28 in the Tommy Bowl. Absolutely incredible for him to get back. Eight months, I think, right? Well, you're counting on Bino's math, so you've yeah, seen it. It's it eight is, months. It's eight, it's eight months plus. I thought he week. got hurt in March, and he got hurt in February, so still. Generally, that's a one-year deal, though. Generally speaking, it was highly optimistic to expect him back for the SEC tournament or the SEC regular season, rather, late December. For him to name that tune, now his goal, he told everybody his goal was that Wisconsin game. He's going to do it four days sooner. This Tennessee basketball season is going to be a lot of fun. Obviously tonight they're going to roll and ride like the wind, but when they take on... Wisconsin up there. I mean, this is a very difficult stretch we're about to see there. Our basketball Vols go through. But, Bino, I've already called my shot against North Carolina, and I don't know whether that means trouble or not. But that will be Rick Barnes's natty. He will take them full-throatedly seriously. Let's go to the phones. Oh, uh, somebody somebody picked Wisconsin. I think it was Torres or somebody to go to the, not Wisconsin, but North Carolina to go to the Final Four. Tico Torres? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aaron Torres. I remember Tico. 865 Tennessee, 200. Duke, North yep. Carolina, and Creighton. Tico was in a, like a hair band back in the day. Let's go back to our phones. If you want to get in, a pump. Tennessee and Mizzou, drink a fifth, is laid down the gauntlet on the officials. Do you expect that he'll back off his comments, Bino, or will he double down? What do you think he does the rest of the week? One, I think he'll leave it right where he left it uh, after the Georgia game. And you believe in your heart of hearts it'll help him against us or no? Or will it backfire? I don't know that it'll backfire on him, Tony. I, I'm, I'm. I guess we'll see if uh, if it buys him any any calls against us that he wouldn't have normally got at home against us anyway. I think it's just a hard game to officiate to begin with, and in college these guys are just kind of bad at it. Sometimes there's a runoff, sometimes there's not. Sometimes I can run on. I've been accused of that. But they do have selective runoffs at the end of these games being star, which is kind of fun, right? You never know what you're going to get out of the Zebras. (laughs) But somebody's going to leave mad. I'm, I'm writing tomorrow in the blog a little sneak peek. Very seldom can a head coach go before a microphone and say something that every fan base reading it will agree with. 
There's two things you can do in this league if you want unanimous approval from others. And one of them is to rip the officials. Bino, what do you think I'm coming up with as the other one? Rip the officials, and there's one other one in this league right now. If you want unanimous approval from everybody. Rip Nick Saban. Nope. Rip Gary Danielson. Oh, yes. No Because every fan base is sick of that SO to the B. No offense to him. Why do you think that is, Bino? Does Gary Danielson deserve that, or are we going to hate the guys that are on ESPN next year? And it's just part of the deal. Uh, I, I think Danielson has a special gift that people don't like him. Yep. Um, you know, I don't think anybody rips other buddy. You know, I don't, I don't think – is there anybody on ESPN that people don't like? Well, there will be. That does game. When they start – when that ABC crew – and they start doing those games. I'm not a big uh, fan of this McAfee guy. And he doesn't do games. I guess just about every fan base thinks that the announcers are against them. Yep. Because we let good things go in one ear and out the other, and we we kind of focus in on the things that are said negatively about the team we love. And by the way, you can believe the hype on CBS. I don't know that we've ever had a coach this far into his tenure that has this number on CBS. But Josh Heupel's first year was one and one. Or Tennessee right now this season is one and one. They were zero and one in his first season, three and one last year. Those magical wins over Alabama, Florida, and Mizzou. And Mizzou. And, yes, Mizzou was uh, a uh, noon start. It was a um, right there in that window called by either Rich Walls or it was a, a Phillies broadcaster. I think there was a D- CBS doubleheader that day. Yep. And Tennessee-Mizzou was the noon game. Imagine that. Imagine that. Let's go to the phones. Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. Hello and welcome into our next call. Coach Hyper coming up. What's up, Tony B? Hey, welcome hey, in. It's Richard. Hey, Richard. Hello, Mino guys. <clears throat> oh, I tell you what, man. Um, um, great conversation to start out early, man. Uh, first of all, uh, talk about the officiating. Um, Watching every game that I've watched this year and, and seeing how things have gone to me um, and then the lack of no calls against Tennessee, <clears throat> there seems to be a little bit of um, – to me, I've looked at it as uh, some of the things of Josh Heifel running up the scores on some teams that uh, I just I just think there's a little bit of a, a match to grind against him. And, Interesting. And I, think, and that, uh, I haven't heard that. So some bad karma. Yeah, well, I just, I just think there's some, there's some people in the SEC office don't like him, um, not in a bad way, but just don't like the way he's come in and taking this league over, taking over a complete dumpster fire, and doing what he's done in such a short time, getting guys into the NFL who nobody thought they had an NFL chance, and and then taking a team that again is a rebuild this year. And have, I just I just think there's a lot of jealousy, Tony. I honestly do. And, and 
And I think Drink is going to get a couple of calls because, um, um, believe me, they, the SEC knows what Tennessee's done to this man two straight years, putting up 60-plus points in back-to-back years. And I can promise you they don't want that to happen Saturday. So you and, think uh, what Drinkowitz did was a smart thing, like I do? Absolutely. I wish our guy would do it. I wish our guy would come out after a game and say, hey, enough of this. Enough. Just one time. Just one time. It's like basketball. It ain't no different. You're always trying to get the next call to go your way. Thank you. um, And and you have to work the officials in today's world because, again, everybody knows it. Right now, the SEC is a Bama-Georgia league, period. And it don't matter. And um, when Georgia comes into Neyland in two weeks, Tony, they'll get they they Tennessee is not going to get the benefit of a home call. You know that, um, and especially if Georgia beats Ole Miss next week, it, it just it, it, I don't know, man. I may be completely off board. Maybe I am, Tony. Um, but I've got eyes, and I watch games, and I see what's going on. I get re, get to watch replays just like everybody else, and to see some of the things. I mean, it's kind of like you know. You were talking about Dallas Turner crushing Jason Daniels. <laughs> and, and our guy Saturday gets UConn, just kind of barely touched the guy, and he flopped, and we get 15 yards. <laughs> well, you know what, you know what, Richard? Let me ask, let me ask the living Lester this. Let me ask the, living, the, the Bama fan, because there are Bama fans listen. Here's a question for you. Last year, that little midget you guys had at quarterback, who's a great college player, he's not going to make it in the NFL, but he's a great college player. Great college player. If that would have happened to him and Dallas Turner was in an LSU uniform, you mean to tell me they wouldn't have reviewed the play, Bino? Is that, is that what these people, is? you want me to believe that? Richard, do they believe, do they believe that? Does anybody believe that? Well, I think... If you're honest with yourself down there, and, and, and like you said, I have a lot of customers down there in Tuscaloosa, oh, yeah. and if they're honest with themselves, they, they, they know they get the benefit of the doubt. And, uh, and you know, when you go in to play them there, you get, you just you got to play above it and take it from them. And, uh, um, and you know, give, I give them credit. You know, they, they played offensively. LSU was a train wreck defensively. Uh, oh, they're off. Awesome. I mean, it's you know, unbelievable. How can you have that yeah. level of athlete? Them and USC, right? Uh, what's it? What does it feel like to play offense on those two football teams? Because those guys want to win. You had that well, Williams Tony, kid over there crying the other night to his mother, and people were making fun of him. And I'm like, that kid wants to win football games. I I love they, seeing an athlete cry a little bit on the sidelines. They yeah. got the best. They got the the most athletic defensive player, their best player, and they're trying to play him in space again. And Perkins. Yeah, yeah, it makes no I'm sense. Like, he's one job: go get the quarterback. Go yep. get the quarterback. Yep. That, that's all he should do is go get the yep. quarterback. I guarantee you, when and he I'm gets like, to the next level, yeah. Richard, hey Richard, when he gets to the next level, he's going to go get the quarterback, and he's going to get that bag, as they like to say in the trade. Oh, absolutely. Hey, now talking a little bit about our game. Um, I, I was, you know, it was good to see. You know, I'm, I'm glad to see Joe Milton really dialed in on his passing game finally. And I know you can't sit there and say, hey, this was against Connecticut, because when we played Austin P earlier in the year, he missed all those throws. So um, the fact that he's hitting people pinpoint now, the timing seems to be better. 
he's running the football again. I, I really like what we're doing as a complete team. Um, I know we have the weakness in, in the secondary. You just got to continue to camouflage the best you can around it, knowing that, and um, and try it at the end of the game. At the end of the day, it's all about victories. Um, but I was also excited about um, other than you know Nico's ability. The one thing that he's got, Tony, that you cannot coach as a quarterback is instincts in a pocket. How to move your feet here, when to move up here. That that's just something God given. You don't you can't coach that, Tony. That's just something that's innate in a kid and he has that in spades. And that bodes well for him in the future because really that's what gets most of these quarterbacks. They they a lot of them have arms, but they most just don't have a feel for how to move in and out of the pocket. Tom Brady's the greatest quarterback to play the game over the last 20 years, and he's a horrible athlete, but he knows how to make Same yep. way with Peyton Manning. Manning, These same thing. know how to manipulate a pocket. They Manning was an old man. Manning was, uh, and Richard, thank you. It's a great point. Superstars in all these sports are always open, like in the team sports. They're always open. The guys play basketball and hockey and the Gretzkys and those people, they feel space. They anticipate they've got something, just a little something that most people don't have. Manning was out there as, as an old man on two bad knees, looked like he was roached, and went out and won a Super Bowl. With a Denver franchise that since he left has been lost in space. Great point about Tom Brady. Guy played till he was 45 and felt what was going on out there. And in a short order, you can see why they rave about this Nico guy. Because he has that, Vino. Yeah, Richard pointed out something that I meant to say in my intro about Nico, and that's, I, I don't, you know, I, it's, I've watched a few series of him, so, uh, you know, I believe he's going to be a really good quarterback, but the one thing that you could see automatically, uh, whether you're a football savant or a novice like me, is that he moves that's exactly right. He just has an instinctive ability to move around in the pocket. You could see that. Doesn't take any time to see that. Football savant or novice, Bino, where do you put me on that scale? Let's go back to our phones and get our next call in. I don't even have to ask. I have to ask him because when they say to him, give me a guy who can pick games, who can talk about it, who can spend hours and hours and hours on the air, and have spun gold emanate from his lips. To the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. How you doing, Tony? What did you say, Bino? What's above a savant? Our next caller. Hello and welcome in. How you doing, Tony? Hello, above savant. Uh, I got, you know, I have one thing I want to say, you know, uh, I was watching uh, that game between uh, Baltimore and Seattle, and Incredible. I mean, Tony, that, that Baltimore defense uh, brought it long and brought it strong. Wait a second here. Wait, listen, you can hear it. Deshaun Watson's got an ailment for this week. Hang on. Sounds like his back hurts. Or is that shoulder? Is that a shoulder subluxation, Bino? What's going to keep Deshaun? 
Deshaun Watson ought to make himself a business decision this week for uh, Jimmy Haslam's Browns. Because they're going to do business with him, and it ain't going to be pretty. Baltimore's got a heck of a team, Beanstar. Yeah, they they certainly they certainly looked the part uh, on Sunday. Wow, wow! If there's any team that's capable yeah. of uh, unseating Kansas City, it's, it's definitely going to be the Baltimore Ravens. Because you know no what? Ifs. How are you going to beat that team, Bill? You're going to beat them in a street fight in a phone booth. The more footballs yeah. change, the more it stayed the same. And I've got a couple former Tennessee offensive linemen in here listening to the show right now on our Twitter spaces. I can see their names. And I'm going to tell you something. The more it's changed, the more it stayed the same, it is still about beating up that opponent across from you. Always has yeah. been. And I'll tell you what, they that, that defense used Chino Smith. They just used him as a, as a tackling dummy. No doubt about Geno it. Chino Smith couldn't do a thing against that defense. Not a darn thing with all those Fs. You got that right. And, uh, you know, yes, you know, they changed it to another game. So I went over to uh, 43 and watched uh, that Minnesota Atlanta game. what are you game. eating? slurping and eating. You hear that? And I get accused of that, Bino. People think I'm eating when, when Brian's in here eating. What was that, Brian? It sounds like he's eating. Let me guess. Pasta. That's like a pasta dish, Brian. What is that? Or soup. Because he's like slurping. Did you hear that, Bill? Cheap shot over here is slurping on us. What are you eating, Brian? What am I missing here? I feel like Mr. Hand from uh, Ridgemont High. What is it, Brian? Seriously. Because I'm getting hungry over here. Brian? It's a secret tone. <laughs> He's not going to tell us, Bill. He's going to eat. Now, Bino, it's one thing to eat in front of your friends. It's another thing to tell us what we're eating. What do you think it was, Bino? What's your guess? I, I'm like you. It was either soup or it was pasta. Yep. Because I slurp like that. When somebody throws some pasta in front of me, Here's Josh Heupel, speaking of eating. Well, so, um, he eats, drinks, and this fit. week, uh, really good football team um, that uh, we have an opportunity to play. Um, you know, you look at what they're doing in all three phases of the game. They're playing extremely well. Uh, look at their uh, results throughout the course of the season. Uh, continue to play smart, physical football, both sides of the line of scrimmage in particular, um, and um, be a huge test for us. So. Uh, looking forward to seeing Vol Nation show up. They've been awesome on the road this week or uh, this year. Uh, we certainly uh, want to see a lot of orange when we uh, when we get there to Columbia too. So appreciate everybody making that trip. With that, open it up. Questions, Rob. Coach, after you know the stats from this weekend, you get the number one rushing offense in the league, the number one rushing defense in the league. Can you know you always talk here? This is a line of scrimmage league. You know, how does how, what steps have had to, to take place for you guys to be there? In three yeah, years? just the the growth, um, you know, from our program where we started to, to where we are now. Um, it starts with personnel uh, having good players on the line of scrimmage. Uh, we have guys that have played a lot of football on both sides of the line of scrimmage too. They have continued to get better. Uh, we've had an influx of, of some young guys that are dynamic and, and change the way the game's played. Um, and then, you know, with all of that being said, you know, you talk about, you know, D linemen and, and offensive linemen, 
the other position groups uh, have a great effect on that too. Offensively, your tight ends, the growth of our, our running backs, the quarterback being involved in that. Um, and then defensively, you look at our linebackers and safeties, how they're, uh, they're playing, being able to tie all three uh, levels of the defense in, uh, together. Uh, I think that's been a huge part of, uh, of the growth of our program uh, since we arrived here. And, and uh, we're going to need that here as we continue through this journey this season. Uh, in particular this week, um, you know, you look at Missouri, they're uh, extremely good up front. Running backs dynamic, I think he leads the, the league in rushing. And uh, obviously for us offensively, we've got to maintain balance. They've been really good against the run. For guys like Jabari Small, Amari Thomas, John Campbell, who didn't play on Saturday, how important was it for them to get that extra week of rest before the end of the season? Yeah, uh, opportunity for them, um, you know, to get completely healthy here. Um, they all had an opportunity, uh, would have been available if, uh, if we felt like we needed to, um, but just uh, elected not to play them in that game. Um, be big to have all those guys back and, and fresh and ready to roll. Coach, I know you're turning the page to Missouri, but what was your takeaway from your veterans and your youthful guys when you watched the tape from Saturday? Yeah, biggest thing, uh, I talked about it with uh, with our team today in the, in the team meeting. I um, was really proud of whoever stepped in, the way they competed, how hard they played, but also um, how well they played within our schemes and the fundamentals. Uh, it didn't matter who was in the game. They went out there and played at a really high level. And that was true defensively, special teams, and offensively. Um, you know, to finish the game that way, the way that we did, um, probably one of the best finishes in the game like that where you got a lot of guys in that uh, I've had in my coaching career. What are the specific things that you've seen in Missouri quarterback Brady Cook? Um, listen, he's smart, he's accurate with the football, and he is athletic. Uh, has the ability to affect the game uh, with his feet. And, um, you know, we got to do a great job in the pass, uh, pass game. We got to affect him, uh, not let him be comfortable in the pocket. While doing that, you cannot let him escape the pocket. Uh, he'll be dynamic and make big plays with his feet and his arm uh, as he breaks contain. Um, and then he's obviously a part of their run game, too, and, and uh, can hurt you there. Ricky Gibson said that in the beginning of the year, the game felt very fast to him. Now it's slowed down. He had his best performance against UConn. What have you seen from him and his growth? Yeah, it will continue to slow down for him as he continues to, to grow as a player. Um, it's just the evolution of, of being a young player and, and understanding everything that's going on around you. Um, that's understanding what the guys around you defensively are doing, their responsibilities, but understanding formation, route concepts, understanding your fits, um, being able to go out there and play instead of having to think. Um, he's dynamic, really athletic, competitive, willing to stick his face in the fan uh, in the run game too or on perimeter screens, go tackle. Uh, love the growth that we've seen from him and a lot of those young DBs, uh, and I thought they all did a really nice job when they got in on Saturday. Luther Burns, a receiver that can make a lot happen for Missouri. What are the challenges in slowing him down? And then when you have an offense like that that you know, throws it really well, runs it well, you're not going to stop everything. But how's the balancing act in trying to shut down one phase of the, that game? Yeah, uh, you got to be really good in the run game because um, everything will play off of that too. Um, they create a lot of big plays with uh, chunk plays, uh, design shots down the football field. Um, he, he's a really good player, and so when he gets the ball in his hands, uh, he's difficult to bring down. They do a good job of moving him around, too, 
um, where you got to track where he's at uh, for some of the ball in hands, and uh, you know they try to find matchups for him. So we got to do a great job against him. But he's not the only wide receiver. They got a really good core uh, group of wide receivers that uh, are dynamic. Josh, how much did you enjoy seeing uh, the entire offense kind of mob Nico after his first career touchdown? And I know it was his first, but what do you think that meant with how they did kind of celebrate with him? Yeah, your first one's always a big one uh, as an individual player, you know, for, for Nico and then uh, for the guys around him to, uh, to be excited for him and, and uh, what he did. Um, that's offensive linemen, skill guys, it's Joe, it's, it's everybody. Um, they see the work that he puts in. Uh, the type of player that he is, and, and uh, that was a big moment for him. You said you were really proud of how many guys you get into the game the other day. Uh, when you have your threes and fours in there, you're still running your offense. Um, some coaches just go off tackle three times and punt it. Why do you do it the way that you do it and keep running the offense? Yeah, um, there's times where you need to slow it down. Uh, in, in that football game, um, our guys haven't had an opportunity to play the way that we play. And so I, I thought it was important to be able to evaluate them, but for them to also have the experience of playing how we play. Um, that can be you know, backup quarterbacks and, and Nico. It can be Gaston. Uh, it can be your young offensive lineman. It's you know one of their first game experiences. So. Uh, for us to evaluate them, for them to have the opportunity to grow, knowing that you're going to need some of those guys here the, the next few weeks, um, just think it's really important to, to let those guys go play. Coach, um, you know, Coach Drinkwitz is having his best year since he got to Missouri. Um, as someone who's been in a similar situation over your three years here building a program, just what is it like going up against an opponent you have a chance to make a statement against from from their perspective you've had those opportunities here um i'm just curious if if you've seen preparation change before those type of matchups on your side uh, at the end of the day uh, they're a good football team they play well in all three phases they're smart tough and competitive uh, that's why they've played the way they have throughout the course of the season uh, you can tell that they're prepared every single week we know that we're going to get their best, and, and it's our job to make sure that we're at our best, too. Josh, what did you see from Elijah Simmons on Saturday? It seemed like since he returned from injury, he was as active as he has been. Yeah, just uh, a guy that's continued to get healthy here. You know, got banged up uh, on the back end of training camp. Uh, he's been out there. He's competed well. Uh, but I think he's at his best physically. And so... He was dynamic uh, in the run game. Uh, you look at the, um, the short yardage play, I think the ball's on the, the two-yard line. Um, does a great job getting off, uh, essentially blowing up the A-gap, um, making it bubble. And, you know, we got James and, and Tyler out on the outside that uh, didn't make a play when the ball bounces. Uh, he did a good job of being violent, disruptive uh, in the pass game, too, uh, chasing the quarterback. So, um, you know, probably played his best football. I think most of all it's indicative of him being his healthiest. Josh, obviously there's a lot of different ways to, to play football on offense. You see some teams have success throwing it a lot. Some have success running it a lot. Yeah, you the can triple that, option too. Yeah, a little bit of that stuff. Love that stuff. You should run that. Yeah. Uh, if, uh, when you talk about the, the balance that you all have, how much, if you're a defensive coordinator, if you're a team scouting against that, how much more difficult is it when a team has near 50-50 balance? Um, well, I think when you are balanced, um, it forces the defense to defend the entire field all of the time. And um, 
to do that, you got to be good up front. You got to have your quarterback that's a good decision maker. You got to have good skill guys. Um, you know, we're fortunate. We've continued to grow and are starting to play some of our best ball and, and most consistent, in particular, out on the on the perimeter. Um, you know, but every Saturday is a different challenge uh, based on structures and, and what you're seeing from the defense and their personnel and how you got to attack it. Josh, you've been in the SEC, uh, this is your third season, but this league has seemed to just reload on talent and then send it on to the next level, you know, year after year after year. Right now, the projections there, that maybe even as few as five could end up going in the first round. Is the portal maybe taking a, a hit with kids wanting to go play somewhere now, even if it isn't the SEC? Or is it just that sometimes there's little hiccups where, you know, you, it just takes a second for teams to, to reload? And uh, the draft's a long ways away. I would assume at the end of this year, this league has a lot of people drafted. And I base that off of the film that I watch every single week. There's dynamic players that are going to be playing on Sundays. In this league, um, you know, I kind of view it this way. Um, you look at, you know, the 11 guys on offense, defense, and special teams. Almost all those guys will end up uh, being in the NFL in, in some form or fashion. Um, you know, the older guys, you can tell they're older. The younger guys are, are younger and are, are going to grow into that. But this league's littered with, uh, with talent. What are some traits you see in Missouri's defense? Yep, uh, fast, aggressive, um, you know, tackle extremely well, um, play a bunch of man on the outside. They're going to make you earn it. Um, you look at them statistically. Um, you know, defensively, um, playing the run extremely well and are one of the top teams in the country and creating sacks. They got really good players up front. They do it with pressure. But the first, second, and third levels are, are tied in together extremely well. Coach, you've referenced the last couple of weeks about the, the guys on the perimeter, receivers playing better. What, what's been the... What's been the reasoning? What's fueled kind of their growth here over the over the last two or three games? Yeah, I wish there was some, you know, special recipe that we put together. Just continued growth throughout the course of the season. Guys understanding their jobs, continuing to grow in it. We've had moving pieces. Um, guys have played inside, played outside. Um, at the end of the day, I feel like they're at their most comfortable that they've been in understanding our schemes, what they're seeing on the other side, being on the same page with Joe. Um, comes down to, to execution. Coach, when you have an opportunity to get guys like Gaston and Navy in the game, just how rewarding is that for you as a coach and, and as a staff? I, I just think it's it's important for guys that you know work and compete all year long. Uh, when they get an opportunity uh, that they get in the football game, it's great to see those guys play at a, at a really high level. Um, those guys are instrumental in who we are as a program, and um, you love getting an opportunity to play. Um, whoever or however many guys you can um, based on the, the score of the game. Josh Heupel was not even a little bit apologetic about the fact that they play their people and let it rip in these games. I think it's interesting that nobody asked him about the little controversy, Bino, that came out of uh, Saturday's game on the laydown lineman, which has gotten a lot of discussion. I'm neither for it nor against it. I just kind of celebrate it, you know. Adam Sparks wrote on the on the weekend that obviously they're doing it, and he said, "But it's a sport where they don't they don't police it going the other way when people fall down, and Tennessee's on offense. So why not do it? If they're not going to police it, why not do it?" And he has a good point, doesn't he? 
Well, we're developing some new linemen there, too, Tony. Addison Nichols went down uh, over the weekend, and uh, so did another freshman lineman. Yep. Uh, so uh, we're, uh, well, the Lamp- we're building yeah. up there. Lampley's kind of, a, I think, an upperclassman, isn't he? So he's going to have to move yeah, on. Yeah, well, I mean, Lampley's been a stalwart there, but they're they're kind of moving some new people into that uh, role now. But really nothing tremendously newsworthy from Josh Heupel. Really much at all. You know, I was looking at uh, Missouri's rushing defense, and four teams have gone for well over 100 yards against them this year. Oh, yeah. Out of nine opponents. The other five were below 100. But Kansas State got 138 yards on them. LSU, 274. Kentucky, 179. And Georgia, 131 last week. So all the teams that can play, it looks like on their schedule, have rushed for over well over 100 yards. The path to beating them is on the ground. No question, Brian. The path and to beating them is on the ground. And another funny thing is, this is the fourth opponent from Tennessee that Missouri has played this year. They played MTSU, Memphis, Bandy, and now the Vols. Speaking of teams from Tennessee, the Vols and Tennessee Tech tonight. The Texters will be in the house. No Milos Bobic from back in the day, but the Texters will be there. And we'll be on with Garza Law, Tennessee basketball overtime as soon as that one goes final. Let's go back to our phones. Without further ado, we had a gentleman that we were finishing up with. Go ahead, gentlemen, we were finishing up with. Okay, Tony, I got a report. All right. On my little newspaper that uh, you that Lincoln Riley fired uh Alex the Grinch that stole Christmas, their defensive coordinator. The Grinch that appeared on former shortlist under a different name, Bino. He really knew how to pick them. The French Grinch. (laughs) The French Grinch. I mean, they kept showing the Grinch guy on the sidelines. Bino, were you like me? Were you flipping back and forth between those two games, or did you stay on the Bama game? Uh, I I did not watch. I did begin to flip a little bit yeah. uh, there toward the end, uh, but uh, for the most part, I watched Alabama and LSU. So I was flipping back and forth. In fact, I was going crazy Saturday with the remote, and because uh, it was nice to get done early and just to get a chance to hang out and watch a little football on a Saturday night. We don't get much of a chance to do that around here, and uh, and I'll tell you. There is zero defense being played by USC. They made that Penix guy look like an absolute world beater, like an all-time great. He's a pretty good college quarterback. But they made the guy look like an all-time great. And their linebacking core, you talk about electric football, Bino, when you watch those dudes. At USC, you can't have better athletes at USC on your defense than that? Makes no sense. Makes no sense. Hey, Bill, I'm, I'm going to let you guess here, okay? Okay. This is for a $50 copper card. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. The following states in 2023, okay, of the, of the class at, at the University of Tennessee, okay? 
Okay. The most applications came from what four states? Bill, I'm going to give you the first one, and if you can give me two other ones, you will win the prize. Are you ready? I'm ready. The highest number of applications came from what state, do you think, Bino, for the University of Tennessee? Aside from Tennessee, Tennessee's not doesn't count here. These are other states. Out-of-state students. 3,000. I'll say Georgia. Georgia. 3,670 applications from Georgia. Bill, if you can give me the other two of the other three states, I'm going to send you a prize. Hit it. Okay. I'm going to guess Florida and Alabama. Negative. But Florida was five. Alabama not in the top ten. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it hurts. Bill, thank you. You're welcome. Incredible phone call by Hey, listen. I'm going to tell you right now, you have a quarterback there. The Houston Texans have a quarterback. Bino, the Houston Texans quarterback and the Titans quarterback are more scary in time than the guy down there in Jacksonville. Yes or no, Bino? I think that 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 Stroud is is scarier than... um, than the kid at Jacksonville. Brian yes. Hartman needs to come correct on this because he knows the truth. The guy the Texans have is too legit to quit. And the guy in Nashville right now is going to be a great quarterback, I'm here to tell you. But I'll take Brian's quarterback. Take well, my chances. Ob- obviously. Okay, Tony, on another note, there's a there are. certain... There's a certain senior celebrity that I want to wish a happy birthday to. Hit it. I'll, I'll give you a hint. She starred in Gidget and the Flying Nun. Oh, I love Sally Field. How oh, old is Sally Field today? Make me depressed. She's 77 years old, and she still looks as radiant so pretty. as ever. I mean, just a pretty. Didn't she used to run around with, um, who was it? Uh, Burt Reynolds back in the day, I think. Sally Field's beautiful. She has that girl next door kind of thing going for her that I have. I've been told that. I look like the girl next door. Um, I mean, heck, it's 2023. Anything's possible at this point. 865-200-5402 is my number. If you want to jump in and join, it is your Monday edition. Race fans, race fans, race fans. We are going to be joining you for Garza Law Tennessee Basketball Overtime tonight because the show never ends here. The show never ends as we continue after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. 
Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day -day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job and fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard, and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7, and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. Welcome back, everybody. It is time to talk to our favorite grocer, fresh off a great vacation, Miles Johnson. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, buddy. What we got today at uh, Foodland? Well, this week we have ground chuck for three forty nine a pound, ribeye steak six ninety nine a pound, sweet potatoes sixty nine cents a pound, green cabbage seventy nine cents a pound, food club vegetable oil three forty nine, and coke six packs three for twelve. All right, some good deals as always, and uh, thank you as always. For for sharing that with us and people need to come in and take advantage of those great savings once again you're located at uh, on west 7th street right there by the post office open seven days a week you're open 7 a.m till 9 p.m people need to come in and check out and uh, you got a great staff as always i appreciate them and uh, miles you have a great week so we'll talk to you next week buddy all righty thank you thank you once again that was miles johnson from foodland go check them out they got some great great specials there Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. If you're coping with a chronic condition or injury, your physician may recommend surgery to relieve pain, increase mobility, or improve your overall health. At Murray Regional Health, physicians on our medical staff perform surgical procedures in an array of specialty areas with the most advanced technology available. When you need surgery, count on our experienced surgical team to deliver exceptional care close to home. For more information, go to murrayregional.com surgery. Murray Regional Health, where clinical excellence meets compassionate care. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Every once in a while, I like to do this as we welcome you back on your Tony Basilio show. Every once in a while, no matter where you are, I want you to close your eyes. Before I do that, let me get my ducks in a row here. Brian, what time does uh, Loverboy Lane... Take on Georgia. I believe that's a seven o'clock start. All right. I want you to close your eyes at night and wonder where you'd be without me in your life. Abino, what song is that? Everything I did was just a bore. All the places I went seemed I've been there before. What song, Bino? Oh shoot, Tony. Little uh, Marvin Gaye for you there, covered by James Taylor. Golly, bud. How sweet it is to be loved by you. Yes. Both great versions, by the way. Yes. Funk Brothers on one and Lee Scalar on bass on the other. All right, here we go. Close your eyes at night and wonder. I can't stop doing that. My, my, stop it, Tony. Saturday, the Tennessee Volunteers on CBS go out and beat Missouri. I don't know what it's going to look like, but they beat them. 
Finally in his life, Lane Kiffin shows us what all the fuss has been about. Fifteen years later, all the hope, all the hype, all the dreams, all the adulation he gets from the media, they roll out there on a night game and put it to the Georgia Bulldogs, who have one coming to them. Georgia has one coming to them. That's not that's not a great knockout Georgia team. It's a beatable Georgia team. I want you to think about, because we're going to be on the air, Garzaloff, fifth quarter fan reaction, watching that game together as a radio family. I want you to think about what it's going to feel like 11 Eastern on Saturday night when you come to the realization that the Tennessee Volunteers are in a winner take all football game with the Georgia Bulldogs I want you to think about what it's going to feel like at the end of of the week, the beginning of the week next week, right up to our Friday show down at Calhoun's on the River, when you wrestle with, in your brain, wrestle with it, the knowledge, hear me here, that for the first time since we've had this SEC championship game, Tennessee and Alabama are going to face each other. The last year of division play, going to close the curtain with an all-time Southern Classic, and the Vols get a shot at them, a second shot on a neutral site. Bino, Jeff Henderson, I want you to put that vision in your brain. Let's speak this thing into existence here. How does that vision grab you, Bino? I'm for it. Does Lane Kiffin, Bino, have one in him? That's my question. For anybody listening, does he have one? Just for once in his life, just once in his coaching career, just go out and upset somebody. Please, Lane. Can you imagine, Bino, what the air will taste like around here Saturday night if they do that? Elidios, Jeff. Can oh, you imagine boy. what it would feel like? Knox Brown's Bozzolio. I just want... Just one time, just something to fall our way. Just a magical Saturday. It's not far-fetched. Not far-fetched. Those uh, those one-and-a-half-score uh, uh, teams upset people at about a 30% clip in college football. It's not far-fetched. It's doable. To the phones we go. Hello and welcome into our next call. You're on the Monday edition, Tony Basilio Show, T-Club.team. Hello. Hey, 
Tony. This is Strider. How are you today? Hey, Strider. Welcome in, brother. Hey, uh, before I get, I've got a football to basketball question. Before I get to that, I like your blurb about Lee Squire. One of the best bass players ever to walk the face of the earth. Of course, he, he was with, been with James Taylor from the beginning back in the sixties. James Taylor, uh, in the flying machine band. That's him. A couple albums. Yeah. Member of the Mellow Mafia as well, who, uh, played on the Carol King records as well. Oh, oh, definitely. No telling how many different artists he's been in studio with. I've seen him in concert with not only James Taylor, but Dan Fogelberg. Oh, I love Dan Fogelberg. Uh, yeah, me too. And uh, let's see, uh, Jackson Brown. Oh, yeah. Some concert. And uh, believe it or not, Alice Cooper. Saw Alice Cooper back in the early 80s in Knoxville when Lee Squire was on the band. I would uh, give anybody, a if you like music, you ought to go... Uh, S-K-L-A-A-R his YouTube channel's really cool he plays records and sits there and and then he'll talk about the sessions but he's really cool just celebrates music not a music snob guy celebrates music I, I love him oh yeah he left. did he ever did he ever appear on uh, Daryl's house I don't know he would be a good one he would be a good one would fit right in okay uh on the football, uh, you know, if we, I know this is a playing the if game here. If we beat Florida this year like we should have and roll into Alabama undefeated with a chance to, you know, win the East and get in the playoffs, do we get a better officiated game if we roll in there undefeated? Bino, if the Vols would have rolled into Alabama undefeated, would they have gotten the same whistle? Uh, I'm a believer you get the same whistle uh, in Tuscaloosa regardless of record. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I believe that, too, unfortunately. I mean, the way Tennessee fans travel, and I mean, it would have been a pretty lucrative for Tennessee to, to get in the playoffs, I think. Uh, n- not in the league's eyes. And and Strider, I don't I don't I don't go as far as to say that the league determines games uh, in order to get certain teams in the playoffs. That I don't believe. I just believe that down through the years, uh, people have become accustomed to Alabama being really good and really efficient, and uh, they officiate the games with that subconsciously in their mind. Bino, you told me that the league's all about Alabama. Now you're... The league is Alabama, Tony, from... But I I don't think there's ever a game that's determined by the officials because of that. I I just think that their excellence down through the years buys them calls still today. I think the league is all about money and getting teams in the playoff mean money. That's right. That's okay, right. uh, now, did I hear correctly that ZZ's going to play tonight? He he put on social media, he's playing tonight, yep. <laughs> you know, that's amazing to come back that quickly you know, oh. from that type of injury, in my opinion. Oh. I've had it done, so I'm still limping around. <laughs> you know, I had tore my, tore my ACL in 76, 
Uh, how long do you think it'd take Triple J to come back from an injury like that? Three years, five years? Probably. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. How long did it take two to right. come back from that? What's that? He, he wants to know what you said there. How long it would take who to come back? Triple J. <laughs> you know, Damn shot, man. He plays in the first game last year and then, you know, tells the coaching staff he can't go for a month. You know, I wish and him he, health. And I think you're being too hard on him. But, I listen, I appreciate you. Thank you. I want to say this to the radio listener. I love you. We're going to do overtime. No question. TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. And we'll kick it for about 15 or 20. And then i got to work tonight, so I hope you understand. Try and understand. Try, try, try and understand. I hope Triple J has a healthy year this year, and I think that's a great story. A kid loves it here. He's a solid person. He's a solid human being. He's a great leader. I think he...